as usual. I love the Word of God. I love revelation knowledge. And I love it that Jesus is getting us ready, that he's just not showing up and saying, too bad, too late, you're going to hell. He's so good. He's so marvelous. And so let's acknowledge him, Jesus. You're so good. We thank you so much for preparing us for your return, for warning us, for showing us, for just coming into our lives and and just all the people I've seen, you just, you're going out of your way. You're still going around doing good and showing up in dreams and visions and just letting people know what they need to do to be ready. So we just welcome you here. We thank you and praise you. We give you all the glory in your name. And so I um, woke up to this line on my, my wall and my, my eyes weren't open. It was a vision, but it was, I was laying towards the wall and I saw this really straight, definite line. And then I heard Jesus say, black or white, obey or not obey. And, you know, we, we think that we can walk this line. And um, I knew right away what he was talking about, because sometimes, you know, you, you hear him and you just ignore what he's saying because you don't want to you don't feel like it you're lazy um i'm just thinking about even when he tells me to get out of bed it's time to get up and i'm like okay a few minutes and and i ask him to wake me up but still the thing is ignoring that thing that you know to do and he said a lot of people are doing that thinking it's okay and then remember jesus said in matthew 7 21 through 23 not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven and many are going to say, but we did this and we did that. And he, but that's not what he told you to do. You can't do other things to make up for what you didn't do. And then he's going to say, you ignored me. Away from me, I never knew you. I don't think that doesn't hurt him. He doesn't want to say that. And that's why he's preparing us ahead of time. He's telling us ahead of time that we're not right with him. We got to get it fixed now. And the other thing he was saying is so many people just think that... When he comes, they can say, okay, I'm ready. And, and you're not going to be because you have till then. I heard someone say the other day, your, your heart beats. As soon as that last heartbeat stops, I thought that was a cool way to put it. That's it. You're done. Time's up. And um, I don't know or understand everything, but I do understand what God is saying. And he's saying that now's the time to get right with him. And rightfully so, you know, I mean, we use God. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, you know, I'll do anything for you. And then when he asks you to do something, you say, no, it's not a give and take relationship that's happening in, in um, most people's hearts. And that's the problem. He wants to be loved by you as well. He wants your heart. He's a jealous God. And when, you, when other things are before him, then those are gods. And, and even you not wanting to represent him, you know, so many people think that it's okay that they don't do that greater work, that it's someone else's job. And it's not. Jesus said, if you believe, and same with John three sixteen, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So if you believe in him, then you're going to do what he said. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. I don't show myself to you. And so, you know, God was saying um, to me for so long, you take care of my stuff, I'll take care of your stuff. And now today he's given me the revelation of 
what he's saying is if you ignore me, I'm going to ignore you. And the and that's not really immature of him. It's really not because the Bible says what you reap is what you sow. And, and really, it, it's, it's called love, right? So if you ignore me, I'm going to ignore you. So what he's saying is the same as he's saying on that day. If you're not going to do my commandments, if you deny me, actually, I have a scripture here. Whoever is ashamed of me and my teachings of him will son of man be ashamed when he comes in that threefold glory of himself and of the father. You know, when I decided not to go to the dentist and believe God for new teeth, it has been quite a learning experience. And I just heard him prompt me to tell you this, that I was ashamed to tell people that I was believing God for teeth. Not purposefully, but because I was ashamed of not having teeth and they weren't here yet and I've been waiting for so long or he's been waiting for me. Then it's almost like, was I saying I'm ashamed to tell you that I'm believing God for new teeth? And I was. And he grew me from that place. And he wants to grow you from that place. So what, what won't you do because you're afraid of what people think? If, if Jesus asked you to um, walk down the street and then... Um, whoever he tells you to, to start telling them about him. Are you going to obey him? Are you going to be ashamed of him or are you not? Um, I told you that I had that word a couple of months ago and um, it was that he was frustrated and to obey him, that he was coming and it was a time of testing. And I could already feel that time of testing. And what he was saying to me was that I had... Um, he had asked me to do things and I didn't do them because I don't want to. Uh, I was shy. And really what he was saying is you're ashamed of me or you care what people think. You know, um, just the other day, well, I have these business cards I had made up because I decided I'm going to care about what he cares about. I'm going to pass out these cards. And so um, that's what I did. And the cards say Jesus is coming and then it says things on the back and and get ready because, you know, people don't want to stop and talk to you, especially with this virus thing going on. So a lot of people just take a card and that's a seed. You know, they can find out about Jesus because they can go to my website and there's things on the card that will hopefully intrigue them. Although I've watched some people throw them away. What a scary thing. But anyway, um, I just ran into someone the other day and um, I've been doing this for a while and people are just turned off by the name of Jesus. You know, they think I'm some kind of freak and, and that's why we don't want to do it because they think we're a freak. Well, who cares what they think? And I just want to say the reason I'm doing it is because Jesus made it really clear to me that if I'm ashamed of him, he's going to be ashamed of me and that he was coming and the, the biggest thing was next that he was coming and he is in so much pain that his people are going to perish he's in so much pain that his people are going to perish and won't you go for me won't you let them know and the bible says after everyone's heard then he'll come and when i'm walking i go for a walk and this is when i hand out my cards i take my dogs for a walk every day and a lot of people just don't want anything to do with Jesus. They say, no, thank you. They walk away from you. So anyway, I was, um, I, I'm not really proud of what I'm telling you at all, except for I just want to tell you that we just do this naturally. So there's this couple and they stopped and they were talking 
Um, they were excited about meeting my dogs and I had that prompting and I didn't do it because I thought it will work the whole conversation, not for my benefit, but that's what they're going to think. And so I was thinking negatively and, and I missed that. And then I was doing a, a video yesterday and I was talking about the same thing I'm talking about now. And I was convicted right during my own video. And that's a lot of times where God convicts me. You know, you knew you should have did something and you didn't do it. And you're teaching, I'm teaching you. And at the same time, I'm being convicted. And I don't mind it. I don't mind that at all. I asked Jesus to correct me because if he doesn't correct me, I'm going to end up going to hell. So I want to be corrected. So anyway, um, that, that little voice that you hear that, that you just ignore, it's, it's on the line, under the line of, it, it's not along with obedience. It, it's not on the line, it's disobedient. And the word says, if you deny him, if you don't obey one thing, you broke all the law. James, so if you break one law, if you don't do one thing, you broke all the law. And, you know, you could say, well, that sounds kind of harsh, but really he's saying, are you going to live in heaven? Or are you going to live in hell? Are you going to be committed to me? Are you going to betray me? And so what I was saying is he was in so much pain and he showed me his pain. And it was after I let go of some things that I could actually feel what he was feeling. He started just letting me know how he was feeling. So I'm like, I'm going to just do this. He's in that much pain. You care about what somebody else cares about if you love that person. So I just started doing this. But every once in a day, once in a while, I just have this day and I just didn't want to do. And I'm like, please don't make me. I don't want to talk to anybody today. I just want to just do my walk. How selfish of me. But I'm just being transparent with you. So anyway, I, I, I have to pray and get myself psyched up and, and block the enemy out. Because otherwise, I just don't want to do it. I'm just expecting the worst. I want to have the best attitude. People are the, the most receptive, of course. But, you know, I just started out doing it because um, maybe I was even afraid not to because I didn't want to go to hell. But then as I started doing it, I fell more and more in love with him. And when people started rejecting him as they were rejecting me and saying, no, thank you. And so turn off. They're so nice to me. You know, they're looking at my dogs and saying how cute they are. And then all of a sudden I say, Jesus. And they act like, you know, I have a plague. I am the plague and it's terrible. And it got me really, really angry. And, and I started falling more in love with Jesus and thinking, wow, to go through this all over again, how awful. So once in a while, I don't mean to, but I just find myself in that place again where I ignored him. And, you know, once in a while I, I hear him say, you're not going to ignore me, are you? You know, you can ignore people. And um, act like you don't hear them. But you can't do that with God. He knows that you hear him. And so uh, he got me so uncomfortable. But I, I seem to have fallen back into that um, the last couple times I went out for a walk. And I decided, you know, after that conviction that I had yesterday, that I was going to make it right. And so um, I was walking yesterday and I had my cards and I didn't have enough of them along. And I, I guess I kind of knew that. And then I had some older ones that were kind of beat up because they were in the, the side pocket of my car door. 
And um, so I was passing them out, and then I was almost to my car, and I heard, I heard God say, that man. And so I turned my head, and I saw that man, and I had that one card left, and um, it just, it looked so beat up, and I thought, well, I'm just going to go in the car and see if I have any more. And I kind of knew by the time I got back, he'd be gone. But at the same time, you know, you could think, well, oh, well. <laughs> but um, when I started putting the dogs back in the car and I didn't have any more cards, I thought, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to mess this up this time. I'm going to be faithful to God. I am not going to betray him. I am going to go after that man. So I locked the car. I took that card I had. And um, it was, he was walking down the beach and... Uh, he was pretty far down, and so I started running after him because I wasn't going to mess this up this time. And I started running after him, and I was running and running, and, well, I had to take my sandals off, my slides off, because um, I couldn't run that fast with them on, and the sand was ice cold. It was getting cold here. The wind just changed, and anyway, so I'm running and running, and I'm barely catching up with this man. And I'm thinking, oh, I hope he takes his card, his card by the time I get there. Because I'm running and running and running. And I got close enough and I started yelling and yelling. And he couldn't hear me because of the waves. So anyway, um, finally, he stopped. And he turned around. And I didn't know if he heard me or what. But finally, then I was able to catch up to him. And I said, I'm so glad that you turned around I've been chasing you down the beach and he said you have <laughs> what's up and then I gave him the card and well he took the card I said I wanted to tell you that Jesus is coming and we started talking and I walked actually back to my car with him and he started asking me questions and he said he knew it wasn't really right with the Lord and it was really an awesome conversation and so when we parted ways um I remembered God said he was going to turn around and actually what he was doing is walking. He was out on a walk and he got to a point and he turned around. But I didn't know that, you know, and until I, I heard God say that, but I didn't want to take a chance. And so I ran after him. And so then I started after God talked to me, like right when I was going to my car, I'm like, yeah, I guess he was watching what I was doing. And maybe he was even proud of me and so that's what he's talking about he's like you you guys aren't pulling anything over on me I see what you're doing I can hear you I know your thoughts and there's there's a line there's a straight line and either you're going to obey him and live with him in heaven or you're not going to obey him and you're not going to live with him it's that clear not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, driven out demons in your name, done many mighty works in your name? And he said, I will say to them openly, publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. So, you know, what is the big thing about that? And I said it yesterday, and when you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, that means you love him and you care about what he cares about. And that's the point he got me to. I started caring about what he cared about. I started getting emotionally involved. And so when he said, 
that man. He was testing me because of the day before, and that man needed to hear. He's been doing that all along. He'd say, this person, that person. And I hate the rejection. And that's one, one of my excuses is I hate it. I hate it. And I hate it when they don't want anything to do with Jesus. And I hate it when they make fun of what I'm saying. And some people do. Some people are really, really rude. And so it, it's quite the thing. But anyway, um, he said it's a great time of testing. And he is testing us. Are you going to obey me? Even in a little tiny thing. Even in a little tiny thing. Like picking up garbage. I started bringing a garbage bag along because every time I turned around, and now there's masculine all over the place. Every time I turn around, I notice something. And some things are really gross, and I don't want to pick them up. But now I've just got a bag, and I, I pick it up, you know, wrong side out, and I find a garbage can, and I throw it away. And he's saying, we don't live like that in heaven. We don't throw trash around, right? It's immaculate there. And so he's, he wants to let us know who he is and how he feels and what, what's okay with him and what's not okay with him. And you have to decide whether either you're going to live with him or you're not. And, and that's happening right here. It's a time of great testing. He said, the hour of Jesus has come. Holy Spirit said, what does that mean, Lord? And he says, it's a time of great testing of testing. Two days later, he said, it's a time of great testing. I'm frustrated. Obey me. He's frustrated because he's coming and we're not ready. We think we're ready. And that's the other thing. So many people say, oh, I'm ready. I can't wait. But, you know, they don't even have time to turn around and give me a second thought. And so it's obvious that they're not. And, you know, if you ask someone a question that isn't ready or doesn't want to talk about Jesus, but they say they're ready, they just keep walking. They don't care. They don't care about Jesus. They just care about them. And people have the wrong idea. They just think that they don't have to do anything. Yeah, Jesus shed his blood for you, but now he needs you. He needs you to represent him. He needs you to appreciate him. He needs you to believe that he shed his blood for you. You don't just like think that you can just live in hell on the earth. You can just live any way you want and you're representing him and you're his. That's not it. And so he wants people to know that ahead of time. I can't just say I'm going to go to heaven, but I don't want to talk to anybody about Jesus. It's too uncomfortable and somebody else can do that. That's not being in love with him. That's not caring about what he cares about. And so Revelation 3.20 says that Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, if you heed his voice, he'll come in and he'll dine with you. So that means if you're going to be in agreement with him, if you're going to heed his voice, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. He's going to teach you. He's going to show you what's important to him. He's going to tell you how he feels. And um, it's going to have a relationship with you. And so and you need to be born again, Jesus said. You have to be born again or you're not even going to get it. You're not even going to see it. So you ask, have to ask him to come live on the inside of you. And then you're born of the Spirit. Um, that's what being born again is. And you're going to see and have understanding that you didn't have before. John 3, you can check it out. 
And so when you call on his name, he's going to come. He's going to come running. But he wants people to know that it's not both ways. It's black or it's white. It's obey or disobey. And not sometimes, but all the time. When he comes, you want to be above that line where it's white and you're obeying. That was a vision that he gave me. You have to be 100% decided. You have to decide ahead of time. Just like I start bringing bags along because I've already driven all the way back two miles to go pick something up because I had such a bad feeling about just letting it go, just ignoring him. If you ignore him, he's going to ignore you. If you deny him, he's going to deny you. If you're ashamed of him, he's going to be ashamed of you when you stand before his father. And he's telling us that ahead of time. So it, it goes with anything else. You know, if, if you know you're not supposed to judge and gossip and you do it anyway, you're ignoring him. If you know that you're not supposed to be sexually immoral and you do it anyway, then you're ignoring him. If you know you're supposed to forgive and you won't forgive, you're ignoring him. And you should know. There's no excuse for you not to know. You got, we have... You can go on the internet and get any kind of Bible you want, or you can get a Bible. You can know the word of God. You can get on your knees and he'll start talking to you, start convicting you. He's a thought. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. But if you keep ignoring that, you're going to end up in hell. And that's just the truth. And somebody's got to tell you, so I'm telling you. So stop bending the rules. Stop saying you can do it. You can do it now. You can, but you're going to be on the wrong side of that line when he gets here and you're going to spend eternity in hell and hell is not good. Go on, go on the Internet, go on YouTube and and uh, search how people that went to hell. They'll let you know it's constant torture. It's suffering and God doesn't want you to go there. That's why he's telling you before he comes that he's coming. Jesus is coming. He's here. He's ready to open that door. Read Matthew 24. So let's say that prayer. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us and be our God. When we ask you, the Spirit comes and he is everything that we need. Our counselor is standby. He's standing in for you. And we thank you and praise you, Lord, that you said you'd remind us of the things that you said. You tell us things to come and you're telling us that you're coming. And we thank you and praise you. We're asking you to come live on the inside of us and teach us. Praise you. Give you all glory. I just hear him talking to me. If you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, that's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. And what you want to do is look at the word of God every day. Get on your knees. Talk to him and obey that still small voice. And it's not the enemy's always going, oh, that's okay. Oh, well, next time. That's the enemy, and, and he is a thought, too. And Corinthians says we should take captive every thought and make sure they're the same as God's. And so anyway, God was just talking to me about um, people think that they're ready, and um, they're not ready, and that we need to hear him tell us we are. So to get on your knees and talk to him, and he will let you know where you are ignoring him and you are we all ignore him and you know it's just a habit and and we think it's okay because no one tells us it's not okay and if you're ignoring him you know um actually i guess something i forgot to talk about when things aren't happening in your life 
when you're asking God and you don't hear him and he's quiet, he's, he wants me to reiterate that. I talked about that yesterday. It's because you're ignoring him. And if you stop ignoring him, you're going to start seeing the manifestation of the thing that you've been asking him for. And then as far as being ready, um, I've run into people that are just too prideful to say, you know, okay, yeah, I'm going to get on my knees. I mean, if God gave you that word and he's telling us we're not ready, then um, I'm going to get on my knees and find out what I need to do. And people are unwilling to do that. And um, when I, he was talking to me a couple of days ago, um, well, I, I guess it's a little longer than that now. He, he told me that he has a place, he's getting a place ready for me. And then he was teaching me, and I did a video on that. He was teaching me that, or, or showing me that um, you can go on YouTube and see it for yourself. He is telling people everywhere that he's coming and they're good and don't be afraid. And then he's also telling people where their sin is and, and that they need to get it right. He's showing up everywhere. He's so good. He's so exciting. And so he wanted me to tell you that you need to hear him. Get on your knees and you need to hear him. Don't take your eternity for granted. Don't mess up in that area. Don't think you're going to make it and then find out on that day that you ignored something he said that you didn't even realize. You can't see it. You can't see it. He's going to show you. Don't go to your pastor, your friend, your dad, anybody. Go to Jesus. And if you can't hear him, it's because you've been ignoring him or you already heard it. You know, sometimes when people tell me they don't hear God, they did hear him say something, but it's just something they didn't want to hear. And he is going to say what you don't want to hear. And that's what my ministry is. I tell people things they don't want to hear. So they don't like listening to me. But if you don't want to hear it, you're going to end up in hell. Let Jesus correct you. He corrects those that he loves. Get it figured out now because then it'll be too late. When you stand before him, you're going to, he's going to bring to your remembrance all those things you ignored him. And um. Maybe, maybe it's lying, stealing, whatever it is. And it makes you feel uncomfortable when you get on your knees. He's trying to tell you ahead of time that it's not right. And the devil's going to say, oh, it's fine. It's okay. Because he wants you to go to hell. He hates you. He's your enemy. So he's going to tell you it's okay. And then the longer you ignore God, um, the, the easier it is. It feels okay. If the word of God says that he meant it. He meant what he said. There's no smoothing it over. There's no compromise. What's not right is not right. And what you're not going to do in heaven, you shouldn't be doing it here. If you think you're going to continue those kinds of relationships or unforgiveness or lying or stealing in heaven, there's no way. If it were okay, if it were okay, he wouldn't be getting rid of all the evil. He wouldn't be planning to come to burn the earth and take the righteous out. Those who will follow the lamb wherever he goes. Those who won't compromise. He's going to sweep up out of here before destruction begins. So I hope I scared you a little, woke you up. I hope you feel convicted. Conviction is good because that means you can get it right before he gets here. And then you'll be able to go to heaven. Get it right. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.